Have you seen this? I think it was a story you might have heard in Sunday school. Welcome to Have You Seen This? The world's only podcast about obscure, overlooked, and misbegotten media. All discussions will be spoiler heavy. You have been warned. Yeah, because, you know, it's biblical. It's fun. It's all canon. You know, it, it hews mm-hmm. pretty closely to the source material. That's good. And I think it's, that's why people didn't like it. It's Old Testament and new. Yeah, we got both testaments. Yeah. Good and bad. <laughs> Tim is actually not, Orthodox Jewish. I'm not much of a reader. No, it's funny because um, as an atheist, I think some of this went over my head. I'm not as tuned into it. That might have been the problem. Why do you say that? Uh, let me. Well, let me see what my notes have to say about that. Um, <laughs> let me read my own thoughts back to you. Yeah, let's see. Tim, what did uh, fully awake Tim have to say about this? Um, uh, I think, you know, just... Just maybe not seeing things from a religious point of view. Like, partly mm-hmm. because because here's the thing. You've got the, the two characters. You've got, you know, him and her, he and she, us and them. I'll get to that in a minute. Um, <laughs> the uh, You've got uh, the, the couple that lives, you know, in this idyllic, you know, remote location. And it's nice. And I'll tell you why it's nice is because there are no people there. It's um, a paradise, if you will. It, yeah, a paradise, you know, that gets lost, so to speak. Um, <laughs> there's, uh, but but here's here's the thing. So she, you know, she does a nice job of going about her business, doing the chores, keeping a tidy home. Things are running smoothly. Doesn't have people messing up the joint. Doesn't have um, uh, interlopers disrespectful people upsetting her her nice routine you know sure people who take and take and take when uh, she does nothing but give oh oh, i know so you know sure as as night follows day you know one season turns to another we've got a nice little routine here the problem though is the guy the guy he's bored he's not inspired he's got no one to like bounce ideas off of and you know he yeah he he's kind of he's at a loose end he, he needs something. He needs something going on. He can't just hang out the way, you know, she is perfectly content to. He needs she, a hobby. He needs a hobby. Um, and so he uh, invents mankind. Um, Whoopsie. And the, yeah, and the thing, that, um, the thing that I didn't initially, you know, grok is because you know, he's a writer. He's a poet. What, what his word, you know... Uh, his word carries some weight. People pay the attention word, to that. If you the will. word, yeah. So, someone who's not tied up into religiosity so much, <laughs> though the one thing that I didn't like, didn't hook onto, is that it's like, look, the guy just wrote, you know, a couple of lines. You know, he wrote a poem, and it's like, how can? How can just the written word inspire such fanaticism in these people? I'm like, well, 
Tim, let me introduce you to the world at large. <laughs> so, Tim, that sounds like a really interesting movie, and certainly not one that would offend people to a ridiculous degree. What movie are you talking about? I'm talking, of course, about Antichrist. No, wait. I'm talking <laughs> about Darren Aronofsky's, what, like, third or fourth or fifth film. Mother! Mother! Yes. Yes, which um, you and I both saw in the theater and really liked. And yeah. then uh, once you start talking to people... Um, you find out that there were a lot of people who disliked this movie or were incredibly offended by it, like to a histrionic degree. And uh, it might surprise you to learn that some of those people were religious people. Not very good religious people, obviously, because it seems like they don't really internalize any of the lessons that they're supposed to. Wow, from, that's how unlike Christians. I know. I know. It's an unfortunate <laughs> smear, but here we are. Yeah, and um, the reason, the whole reason I went to see this movie in the theater, because it's usually kind of hard to dislodge me from uh, wherever I'm, uh, you know, glued barnacle-like at the moment, yeah, uh, and go to a movie theater. But I saw a review of this in uh, um, noted... Um, White supremacist mag, uh, the National Review. All right, it, it was in and, the, uh, the, what, the the arts section. Uh, yeah, such as it is, and <laughs> I read it and I said, "Tim, let's go idea. see this fucking movie because you know it's going to be a banger." From this review, and um, funnily enough, this was this review was written by Kyle Smith, and we have talked about Kyle Smith in the podcast before. I, I believe it was Will Miniker's first appearance on the show mm -hmm. um and we talked about um we briefly talked about kyle smith's uh new york post article about uh the movie goodfellas in which he uh the thesis of his article was that uh women are incapable of understanding the movie goodfellas what kind of awful women does he hang out with uh, I mean, he what? writes for the he writes for the National Review and the New York Post. Right, like, I guess you know, what, your mind doesn't have to roam very question. far. Yeah. yeah, well, maybe he 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 hangs out with you know the trad women. We're just like, I don't like boy stuff. Mm -hmm. I guess like my my kids and God and the Bible and not paying any taxes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that kind of um that expression of gender in which you uh kind of cover up the howling insecurity at the core of your being by mm -hmm. defining yourself um what as you know this and not that and it's very strictly binary and never the twain shall meet and that's how you get uh takes in major newspapers like women can't understand goodfellas because at its heart goodfellas is a movie about guys having friends and you know it was such a uh, a breakthrough at the time. I don't think anyone had made a movie where uh, yeah, well it's you know it's where, where people got... had a social group no, or well, uh, relationships with other people. Well, it's it's where we got, you know, that that um, pop culture phenomenon, you know, the Scorsese test where where two men talk to each other in a scene about something other than a woman. <laughs> first time that there that ever been done that's you know what made his reputation he was just kind of a uh 
you know, not really well-known B-movie director up until that point. Yeah, Boxcar Bertha? I mean, like, what even is that? And, yeah, uh, I know. This is like, this is Roger Corman level shit that he's doing. Come on. Yeah, and you know, that's, and I was gratified, you know, when, the, the thing is, with, it, Scorsese is such an important filmmaker because it was like men had never had a voice in, in cinema. Movies. Right, I know, yeah. Yeah, and he finally made, like, male movies for men which was so critical yeah it's like a Catherine bigelow but for dudes exactly yeah. yeah so um yeah good uh good take kyle um you're stupid but anyway um uh you know you could tell that uh you know kyle's a guy with like really good ass opinions on movies so you know of course i was going to take his review uh of the film mm. very seriously um the sub head on this movie uh says Mother, an exercise in torture porn, maybe the vilest movie ever released by a major Hollywood studio. Yeah, so take that, Cannibal Holocaust. And uh, here's the big tell. Um, deliberately grotesque and nauseating and seemingly engineered to outrage Christians, especially Catholics, Mother represents a stain on the reputation of Paramount Pictures, which once produced Going My Way. You know, of course, the, the movie with um, Bing Crosby. The street hustler, playing, yeah. Uh, a priest. Um and priests are unimpeachable. So, but um, exactly now, I had actually forgotten about the kind of direct slam on Catholics in this movie, but uh, okay. which was actually what that they eat. Yes, a baby, I was, and I oh, okay. cackled with delight because I was like, "That is so good." <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I think you and I talked about this over text. And um, in fact, like one of, uh, you know, one of the one of our followers on Twitter, like kind of made a similar point. And it's like Christians get so mad when people like depict the Bible on screen, like in a way that shows what it actually fucking says. Yeah, it's like, hey, this is your book. Like, these are your stories. Yeah. What's your problem? Yeah, and, um, you know, when you point out, like, you know, kind of a lot of the implications of, you know, blood and body of Christ, like, they get really pissy. Right. Yeah, they don't like having their sort of blood religion sort of thrown back at them. Their idolatrous uh, rituals and depravities. Right, yeah. Yeah, you know, their um, meta... Like metaphorical cannibalism. Yeah, and it's very, it's very <laughs> funny to see like, you know, someone like caping for Catholics in this way. It's like, oh my, like how how could they have made this movie where a child is sacrificed? And it's like, well, um, let's take a look at the Catholic Church's record on children. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's the other thing. And also, I mean, if any, the the unfortunate irony in all this is that who is this guy? Uh, Kyle Smith. Richard Feynman? Who, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, Carl Smith. <laughs> uh, so he... Uh, the unfortunate thing is that he, I assume, styles himself as a religious person. And the tragic irony in all of this is that the people who most need to hear this message are the ones, I feel, who are most intolerant against mm -hmm. it. The ones most close-minded to hearing what the movie has to say. When the movie is affirming of everything that they should believe i mean according to how they how they posit themselves they should see this movie and be like yeah i understand exactly what you're saying 
but to have it explained to them, I don't know. It's like, ah, you're twisting my words. That's not what I meant. But it's like, this is, this is exactly what you're saying. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's frustrating because, mm-hmm. um, the message is so it, it's kind of like, um, like when we're talking about, uh, into the void, it is kind of that, um, I'm trying to sugarcoat that poison pill because, uh, into the void is a move is a movie where, you know, the main character dies, but it is framed in a way that, it, you know, it's about life and death and rebirth. You can't just be like, Oh, this is an awful slog, but in the same way that, um, in that same way, mother is presenting these uncomfortable topics in a way that is trying to get you to engage with them. Because if, ironically, if if any of what it's saying is just sugarcoated or glossed over, you walk away with that movie, you know, thinking and internalizing nothing from mm-hmm. it. It has to be so overt and, um, you know grotesque and troublesome and shocking Mm -hmm. like this reviewer you've regarded it to actually get its message across because if you see these things you're like oh it's pretty bad but you know things turn out okay and you know it's not so bad then you completely miss the point of the movie and the point of the movie is that these are all things that happen in our world Mm -hmm. and 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 to to be presented with them um in this allegorical way is ultimately horrifying and that's what the viewer is supposed to walk away you know from this movie having felt or at least that's the way that's what i got out of it is that yeah it's supposed to be disturbing it's supposed to be troubling because these are actual things yeah and especially because um you know another read that you take of the film is kind of the unending cyclical nature of like misogyny and patriarchy and female suffering and um you know there was just uh kind of one of the twitter main characters of the day today as we're recording this was uh, someone who was <laughs> some guy who was super pissed off about the new like game of thrones spin-off show house of the dragon on hbo where he was horrified by a depiction of a woman um being mutilated in childbirth basically being subjected to a cesarean that will kill her um and yeah that came up in the 2x chromosome subreddit as well uh, well (laughs) yeah it's like yeah it is just i mean like smooth brains like unable to engage with with complex media yeah like what do you i mean you know there's a reason that i muted that subreddit because it's like okay like we're you know we're past I think we're past the third wave and we're certainly past like defining ourselves by our chromosomes, like try to keep up. But, um, yeah, I mean, it is, it is, it does attract a certain kind of, um, simplistic mindset. You know, if it is, I define myself by my chromosomes. then Yeah. And that's how you get turfs. Right. So (laughs) yeah, but, but you know, more than that, my takeaway from this, like guys, I was totally upset by media that presented in, upsetting topic it's like yeah that's kind of why we tell stories it's to remind ourselves of the world around us and storytelling is so important to this film because um part of the reason that that uh the uh that the hymn of this movie 
um, delights mm. in his creation so much is that is he loves their stories. Right. Yeah, there's a there's definitely a disconnect between, you know, the motivations of, you know, him and her uh, in this movie. And you see, like, the, the central problem between the two of them is, and again, talking about um, just, like, really simplistic, reactionary uh, misappraisals of this movie, uh, I think it was... Uh, Jen, was it the two Jakes that, that pointed out, like, the extreme uh disparity in the ages of the uh of the male and female leads right well that was uh yeah, that was like, one it, of it, many it, it got like, <laughs> yeah well it got like a i forget exactly it got like a razzie or something from like the association of female journalists or something oh right 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 it was um yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah which i mean fair because that's sort of it is uh yes it is pointing out that there's a um uh a a a gulf a disparity in you know what a what age an actor a male actor is still bankable versus you know what age a female actress is is you know still uh you know not dried up used up and just awful and wasted um so so <laughs> that is something that you know culturally is on you know people's minds and a a uh like i said a uh a misinterpretation of this movie is to be like oh i can't believe you know it's so sick that you know javier bardem is is so old and jennifer lawrence you know she's like in her 20s or something and just like oh so it's so sick and gross that you know she of course you know the woman has to be young they can't be you know similar ages again the irony being it is completely appropriate for this disparity within their relationship I mean even if you understand oh by the way to to spoil the movie this is an allegory about God and the earth Mm -hmm. I don't know if anyone already knew that well Um, um, as most of us know the earth is only 6,000 years old right yeah and of God (laughs) this like idea this concept of God apparently like this, this made-up like fantasy character, like in D and D, apparently, like that character is like super old, like older than the Earth, like old as time itself. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, <laughs> wild. Older than older than first edition D and D. So, um, so, so like, and the 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 disparity between these two totally fits that one of them is like old and powerful and resilient, and the one and the other was kind of like you know young and naive, because. The difference is that, you know, the 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 guy in this, he's he's kind of careless because he is he's basically invincible. Mm-hmm. Like no one can touch him. The world loves him. He can do whatever he wants. He can work however much or however little. You know, he's got sort of you know deity privilege. Oh God, that's like such a check. good insight. Because it's true. Yeah. Like, he... Uh, right. Yeah, damn. Like, he is essentially, you know, immortal. <laughs> yeah. And, uh... Yeah, it's like, I, I am I, am I. you know? Like, I exist everywhere in all things. Yeah. Yeah, and, but, and yeah, also... Like- and I think what really... What you were talking about really sparked for me is the... The, um... The, um... 
the way the character is. And it's like, oh, yeah, like, because he mm-hmm. is like a little bit of a of a careless kind of self-absorbed guy. Because it's like, what does he have to really worry about? Yeah, like, he doesn't have anything to worry about. And that's the disconnect because she does. Like, mm-hmm. he treats her like, you know, hey, like, you're you're invulnerable in the same way I am. You don't have anything to worry about, but he just doesn't get it. He doesn't, yeah. Yeah, and, you yeah, know, as, a, like, as, as um, you know, God to, like, or, an organic creation, like, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a, like, uh, a subservient creation of his that is, you know, subject to his other creations. Like, he's above the fray, so in that way, like, you know, he can afford to be to be careless because none of the stuff really affects him and he doesn't understand that yes it does affect her because she isn't you know she isn't as ancient and powerful as he is which again fits that's why you have you know craggy faced you know javier bardem versus the chick from hunger games and uh, you can't have patriarchy without a patriarch exactly there it is yeah. so yeah Tim discovers patriarchy on this episode of Have You Seen This? <laughs> uh, the awakening of Tim. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, and, uh, you know, like I alluded to at the beginning of the episode, like this movie was fairly con- controversial, certainly divisive. Um, and the reason that we decided to talk about it was because... Uh, I, and I don't know why it, it's been happening lately. I don't know if maybe this movie is on streaming right now and people were watching it again out of curiosity. I did go to look at, um, <laughs> when I was researching the film and kind of, uh, you know, refreshing my memory on some of the extreme reactions to it, um, I discovered a, an IndieWire article about it, which was written uh, shortly after the movie was released. Um, and which an article, which seems to be convinced that this movie is going to be like a massive flop. And interestingly, this movie did not flop. It actually made like a decent amount of money, especially considering that it, it didn't do so hot in its first week. And I think that was why I was like, Oh boy, here comes, here it comes like a big bomb from, uh, from Aronofsky, mm-hmm. but it didn't, it didn't quite work out that way. It seemed to kind of intrigue people enough that, you know, people did go to see it. But people are still, like, angrily commenting on this IndieWire article about it, like, up through, like, November 2021. Wow. To the point where, like... It's got legs. Yeah, and, you know, that is fascinating to me because, like, how many movies, like, motivate people to the degree where they th- they're, like, they call it... I mean, this just this top comment on it uh, is someone saying that this is a satanic child sacrifice movie. <laughs> Read a fucking book. A movie in which the devil does not appear. Yeah. <laughs> this is about humanity. Uh, and there was another... You dumb bastard. There was another one that I sent... Uh, there was another comment which I screencapped and sent to Tim in which um, the person insisted that the yellow liquid that Jennifer Lawrence is drinking in the movie is actually urine and that's how one is admitted to the upper echelons of... Uh, Holly- the To Hollywood. Yeah, of the Illuminati. <laughs> Okay, and because Jennifer Lawrence is, like, a huge star, well-paid. You know, she's done 
Uh, she's done her cape shit mm-hmm. movies, but she, you know she's done interesting stuff as well. So she's definitely in like the upper tier of like you know depraved Hollywood assholes. I don't think she got there right. by drinking piss. No, that that was uh, I can say definitively that that is Inca Cola. <laughs> that is the bubblegum flavored soda from South America. Mm. Yeah, it was. Pr- it's the only product placement. Yeah, um, and uh, interestingly, Aronofsky um, w- actually did talk openly about the allegories of the film and like the what he was actually drinking. getting at, but he mm-hmm. refuses to say what the yellow fluid is. So maybe it is piss. Who knows? But um, <laughs> yeah, just injecting his fetish. It's like you know a shot of bare feet in a Tarantino movie. <laughs> Like, if, if he does it two more times, we know Aronofsky has a piss-drinking fetish. Yeah, or, um, you know, to go back to the, uh, you know, the example of Catholicism, like, just incredibly protracted bloody violence in a Mel Gibson film. Yeah, that's that's how that's how Mel gets off. I mean, like, you know, maybe for all I know, Mel Gibson saw this movie and was just like, yeah, you know, I, w- I would have put in, like, lots more so, gore. <laughs> Yeah, he's like weak, lame. <laughs> like, he's like, I, I ate a baby on the way over here. Don't try to shock me. Now that's how you oh, get. Oh shit! Yeah, that's how you get to the top in Hollywood. Like, how do you think he got right, the Lethal yeah. Weapon movies? Yeah, he. But you he know, split a baby with Danny Glover. A good. <laughs> Actually, but Danny he's Glover a good seems Catholic. cool. He does not. Know. Yeah, right. Yeah, he he doesn't eat human flesh on Fridays. <laughs> He gets he a he gets a fillet of fish meal on Fridays. Right, <laughs> the fillet. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but like I was saying, alive fish. Like like I was saying, it's, um, a, it's a cruel, barbaric practice that McDonald's <laughs> should out, outlaw. But anyway, uh, I do enjoy fillet of fish every six months or so. I get like a wild hair, and I just go get a fillet mm-hmm. of fish meal. Yeah. Not not because of mercury in your diet. Yeah, not because of residual Catholicism or anything. I just I just really like those shitty little mm-hmm. fish patties and the American cheese. All right. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. We all have our vices, but um, like I was saying, this yeah. movie. But have you seen that sponsored by the dollar menu that hasn't existed in twelve years? <laughs> you know, if this show were sponsored by any sort of McDonald's menu item, it would be 24-hour breakfast. Because yeah. to me, that is a mark of, like, the height of civilization, is being able to get breakfast yeah. items whenever the fuck I want. Uh, Jen, this is why we need to eat before we record. Because, <laughs> I mean, just like a stack of pancakes or just, like, some crispy bacon. Uh, or, even, or even a newborn child. <laughs> I would eat that. Body of Christ, Tim. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, just those uh, those tender little bones. You just snap them <laughs> between your teeth. You um, uh, well, yeah. In your um, in your quote unquote faith, yeah. like you do the you do the Eucharist, right? <laughs> or you did? Uh, yeah. You know, you, you, yeah. You get free pita bread and you get to drink wine. Yeah, which is really cool when you're like eight. Yeah, and you're like, wine tastes awful. I'm certainly not going to drink this by myself <laughs> in my darkened apartment. <laughs> <laughs> little did you know but um like i was saying right. this movie was incredibly polarizing uh to the point where i was like yo what the fuck and in fact i did uh set up a couple of polls on uh the podcast account that's hyst pod 
on uh, Twitter because I was curious. I was like, you know, how how do people feel about, you know, not just Mother, but also Aronofsky? And uh, on the topic of Aronofsky, um, the he's great option got 57%. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sucks okay. got 24%. Um, and mm. other, please reply, got 19%. And um, that's good. That's good engagement. And uh, I'll say this. And I am someone who will defend Aronofsky because like of the films of his I've seen, I've like I've really enjoyed Um, Mm -hmm. a friend of the show. Jive Master Jay says he's very much a style over substance director, but he occasionally manages to make things with good enough source material that it transcends his limitations. Uh, Parenthetically. The wrestler ripping off Beyond the Mat equals his best movie. Um, And a lot of the replies, um, you know, in the other category were kind of the same thing. Like, yeah, like, he can be a little bit shallow or obvious, but he's not a director that you would write off completely. And that's actually a point of view that I can respect. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. We, you know, there, there was, uh, there was one show listener who just said he sucks and I hate everything he's ever done, which is fair. Like that is allowed. It can't please everyone. Yeah, yeah. I, I see you and I hear you. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the response to Mother was, and I was really expecting to actually, you know, it kind of broke down similar to um, the breakdown on Aronofsky himself. Um, the question: If you mm-hmm. saw Mother, what did you think of it? Um, and uh, the first option was what Matt Chrisman said to me the first time I met him and I mentioned the film. He said, oh, whip sack. <laughs> um, and personally, that is the opinion I hold. I think that's the one thing that we don't see in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, you got to watch a Bond film for, for that kind of thing. Um, okay. Yeah. So 57%. But 57% of the people who voted agreed with me that, and Matt Chrisman, that it indeed whips sack. Um, 25% thought it was mm. okay. 18% said it sucked, which, again, you know, it's allowed. That, that tracks, yeah. Um, but personally, um, and I may be wrong, you can correct me, Tim, but um, am I correct in feeling that mm-hmm. you also believe that it uh, whips sack? Right, yeah. I mean, you went to it purely out of spite for some dickhead who writes for National Review. Well, pretty, I also like Black Swan, job. so I was like, ah, maybe this will be good, too. <laughs> right, yeah, but I mean, I was, like, fully on board, you know, since Pi. You know, when he made Pi for, like, less money than it cost to make Primer. <laughs> and then, you know, um, and then, uh, God, what did he do after that? Because I didn't see Noah, which I, uh, you know, understand is the one to miss. I didn't see a lot of people um, like that movie though. Yeah, with the fountain. Oh, the fountain, yeah. Yeah, which uh, apparently that one is also worth missing. Uh, but *Requiem for a Dream*. I mean, note notable not only for bringing you know Clint Mansell and Cronus Quartet to the fore because that soundtrack is really something else. A lot of great actors, a lot of great performances in that. It's just it's a great story, and uh, like one of our um, you know followers mentioned, you know it's. It's based on, you know, a strong literary work. Um, so already, you reckon for a dream, like, you know, uh, helped uh, elevate my already high esteem of him. 
then you know he follows it up with the wrestler which is a small movie but with you know a lot of pathos and heart and, and uh, you know topless marissa tomei let's not forget <laughs> and also an interesting example of the um the kind of rare subgenre of film which is about <clears throat> um male suffering yeah yeah and that is so well cast because it isn't just you know it's got aunt may you know the chick from my cousin Vinny in it um but you know it's got the it, it is has the perfectly cast you know mickey rourke who you know like earlier was a much more beautiful yes. man and now has become what he is now which is perfect for the yeah. character so he does that and that is just you know a pitch perfect movie and i saw it with this conniving cheapskate bitch that he used to work with oh god i think um, i know who this was yeah <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah exactly yeah. She's, she's a cunt yeah <laughs> yeah so she's she sucks but yeah i saw that with her and she's like well does he die at the end and i'm like that's not the point <laughs> The point is he he went the distance. Like whether whether he, you know, sticks the landing and makes a comeback or whether he dies on the mat, he was a wrestler until his, you know, dying day. Like he committed, you know, that is that is legit kayfabe, like at its heart. Yeah, like um I I so I saw people online yeah. talking about um how um Brett, the hitman heart, like still hasn't forgiven Goldberg for breaking his neck, basically, and ending his career. And there were people in yeah. like, yeah, this is on Reddit or some shit, maybe Squared Circle. But um, people mm -hmm. in the replies were like, well, like, what about Brett wrestling like a whole eight other matches like after that match? And it's like, you know, fair point. But like that really sums up like the the brutality and masochism of pro wrestling um much as black swan really captured like the brutality and masochism of ballet yeah it's it's the it's the wrestler for yeah girls, exactly it's a lady it's a lady wrestler yeah. <laughs> like R rhea ripley it's a lady wrestler um but um <laughs> yeah that uh that you know ballet diet of coke and cigarettes right and uh you know the the mortification of the body um the weird relationship with food like uh the the awful mother, the predatory uh, head of the company, like it's you know it's all there. Yeah. Um. And yeah, and that's uh, what Vincent Cassell again from um, uh, from Irreversible. Yes. And uh, uh, Mr. Monica him. Bellucci for a while, but um, right. Lucky yeah. Him. Um. Now there is a little bit of contention about um and i do want to get back to requiem for a dream everybody i think everybody is still like 100 percent on board with the wrestler it might be uh aronofsky's like best loved film just going off what i've seen online um yeah and it's got a uh, dolores as the daughter in it too. yeah and um i do oh yeah evan rachel what is wood her name? Evan, yeah, evan rachel um wood, yeah. and i do want to get back to requiem for so well cast. i do want to get back to <laughs> requiem for a dream but uh i do want to say this okay. about black swan because there is some contention about it and i am sorry that i wasn't able to confirm this for the listeners because uh, i had a very busy day so i wasn't able to get around to <laughs> had kind right. of a big day um yeah, sorry so i wasn't able to confirm um what people say about black swan is that it just 
Um, it either pays tribute to or rips off Satoshi Khan's uh, Perfect Blue, um, which... You know what it really rips off? This is a ballet called Swan Lake. <laughs> you, 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 you can't rip that shit off. Uh, like, the Tchaikovsky's dead and it's, uh, it's in the public domain. I don't know. Like there are a lot of. I mean, even down to the animal. Like the, you couldn't make it like a duck or something. Yeah. Okay. So so anyway, a lot of people say that. Um, well, I think it depends on whether you like or dislike Aronofsky. Um, if you believe he was paying tribute to Perfect Blue or was ripping it off, um, I believe at some point he secured the rights to the film, uh, so that he could oh. either pay tribute to it or rip it off, depending on your so- your POV. Perfect Blue is about like an, a ballerina who goes nuts. No, it's about an idol singer who's being stalked. And uh, a movie which I loved when I saw it. I haven't fucking seen it since 1998. I will revisit it maybe tonight, in fact. If only if only had some excuse to watch obscure movies. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, um, and, you know, no disrespect to Satoshi Kon because I've, I've liked his other work as well, I would be interested to kind of make that comparison. And like, I feel that I would be remiss if I didn't, you know, kind of mention the controversy, but we'll keep you up to date on that. Um, So going back to Requiem for a Dream, I've noticed that uh, for a movie, which was pretty universally acclaimed when it appeared, Uh like there does seem to be a little bit of a turning of the tide against it because I'm seeing more and more people say like, Oh, well that, that movie actually sucks. And Full full disclosure, I've never seen all of Requiem for a Dream, so I am not going to offer my own opinion on it. So I can't tell you if, you know, I agree or not, or not that it's actually, like, trash or whatever. And I'm sure, like, you can make valid arguments as well, to whether or not it sucks, but... I mean, anyone who thinks Requiem for a Dream is has shit for brains but i will say that i will allow the that's possibility that's the bad cop i know and love right yeah that um that like a lot of movies that we've reviewed recently like or, or movies by i th- i think anyone listening is starting to get a picture of what kind of directors we fuck with uh you know Lars von Trier, Darren Aronofsky, uh Gaspar Noé trolls they're all yeah they're all of a particular kind where it's like they can go up to a limit and like, if they go past that limit, I I know for me, you know, spoken as I had before on the podcast, at the point you were just like, oh fuck off with your cynical bullshit. Like you know, you're just you're you've orchestrated this whole thing. You've made these characters make these dumb decisions and be you know complete garbage human beings just so you can get your point across that you know Lars, you're upset about something or you're sad and you want to like work this out through your movie, like sometimes they can go they can just put like a little too much on there and that's the point where directors who i normally you know love their work like they can go a little far and i'll be like yeah okay sure yeah oh gasper noe you're so in my face oh my god another kid died gee that's so tragic that's like i i realize it's like yeah you're just trying to push my buttons you fucking troll i haven't gotten to that point with aronofsky but i have a feeling that some people might have a lower threshold for that kind of bullshit than I do. Well, and I was they, gonna... they might see a movie like Wrecking for a Dream, and by the end, they're just like, oh, come the fuck on. Sure. Um, you know, and my understanding of Wrecking for a Dream is it's it's people kind of um, sinking pretty far into into degradation. Um, 
which you know we love that kind of thing on this show oh yeah exactly like we (laughs) we enjoy getting down into the into the muck um but why not the way that you put it about um you know people reacting maybe to uh you know or the way that you put it about how you might react to a director kind of going over the line and really you know rubbing your nose in it i really Mm -hmm. feel like that's the way a lot of people felt about mother because apparently um you know people found the biblical allegory just thuddingly obvious oh i mean yeah that gets back to my you know atheism like there's there's a point where i'm like oh okay so they're two sons and one kills the other one all right so this is like an allegory but who are these two central characters that's me like just like taking the movie at face value and at long last, we see the knock-on effects of Tim getting kicked out of Sunday school as a child. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, me also not being particularly savvy. Yeah, um, I mean, like, so, he learned about Cain and Abel from the Sandman comics, so... Right, yeah. You can see why well, he's playing catch-up. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I have a, a broad uh, taste in literature. I mean, I think it's by the credits where I'm like, oh, it was an allegory. <laughs> right. And um, it's like, okay. I'm not sharp. Well, but, but let me say this, because when we okay. watched it, you know, I also kind of watched it like on a on a, a surface level, because one of the things which Aronofsky has absolutely been 100% clear about is that the movie has a strong environmental message. I mean, it's right oh, yeah, there in the fucking sure. title. Mother. Who's our mother? Right. It's Gaia. It's and yeah. you know, so right from the beginning, I I I get it. You know, you have Jennifer Lawrence waking up in her bed, she calls she reaches for her her husband, he's not there, she calls out baby. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and she's very obviously tied to the organic and the yeah, the, the earthy. Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Um so I really vibed with the movie in, in that respect because it's 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 also not hard to get the message about kind of like human despoilment of the environment, like our our carelessness, our thoughtlessness, our general lack of of any kind of regard for um you know our home, which is fucking funny because it's like it's well it's the only one we've got. I mean, Javier Bardem's character can make another one. Like, he don't give a fuck. Yeah, it's like, where the fine. fuck are we going to go? And um, it hit me, even though, like, I was watching today with the, you know, the biblical aspects, like, firmly in the forefront of my mind, um, the environmental message resonated more strongly than ever with me. Um, yeah, that was the that was my main takeaway from it. As a person, you know, who doesn't really engage with religion. And the other... Um, point uh because so we we're talking about earlier about you know people being like a, a so thuddingly obvious one thing that you know i think they could you know these hypothetical audience uh you know theater goers could take issue with is that something that i actually really responded to in the movie is that the people in here are just such impertinent cunts right like and- two Two of one. It's like, it's like these people are awful. Yeah, and it is kind walking of, around like they own the place. But... Yeah, because and part of the reason why this movie had my heart in my throat a little bit was mm-hmm. that that lack of care and kind of the irony of it 
where it's it's like you know and it's reflected in the larger culture where we you know you have people saying like oh the climate change it's not real whatever like it doesn't mm-hmm. fucking matter like who cares and it's like okay bro where the fuck are we gonna go if we yeah. if we destroy this place where are we gonna go and i don't and you know that's where you have like you know the elon musk you're like well just fuck moon to mars it's like yeah because that'll happen like sure good luck with that yeah, that's something like, what was that tweet? Like, you know, Elon Musk wants to make uh, Mars more Earth-like. Like, motherfucker, why don't we make Earth more Earth-like? More Earth-like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's and it's it's in it's enraging. And right. I felt that so strongly watching this film. And it's also part of why I, and, you know, okay, like, people can like what they like. But I do get a little bit confused by people who react with such strong antipathy to it. And I'm not talking about, you know, people who are mad that they were mean to Catholics because, like, fuck those people's opinions. But, right, yeah. I mean, people um, who watched it were just like, God, that movie is garbage. Like, what a piece of shit. Like, it fucking sucked. And it's like, really? Like, Aronofsky swings for the fences and you're just going to, like, take a big shit on it? Because, like, technically, this movie is pretty incredible. Um their performances yeah, it, are great. Jennifer Lawrence, um, especially, um, you know, being the titular character and all. And the way that Aronofsky all but puts you in her head, like her, the movie is so subjective to her point of view entirely. Our sympathy is so entirely with her mm-hmm. that it really does like, and that might also be a reason why people uh, have such strong reactions to it is because it is an, it's like an emotional ringer. Like I'd already seen it. And, you know, in the theater, it was like a hell of an experience. And I was very like, uh, my emotions were really like, you know, turned up to 11 watching it because you're like, Mm. Oh my God, like, you know, these fucking people coming into our house, like even on a superficial level, like it's the, the, anxiety and the terror is like right there but yeah the story does such a great job of um of making of both personifying you know mother earth and also making her sympathetic as this sort of you know innocent um you know young ingenue that is being taken advantage of by people who just do not give a fuck about her yeah and her um she so effectively portrays like a a vulnerability without being fragile i mean it's Mm -hmm. like she's like um someone who is you know because like you know as a representative of 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 gaia she has like this incredible core of strength and resourcefulness but she's also there's like a, a delicacy to her which is not weakness it's really hard to explain but she embodies that really well um yeah it's, it's like if you're respectful in her home there's no problem but it's like you know the the first the first man comes in and he brings fire when it's like you know can you not smoke in here but it's like no he's gonna smoke because he's gonna tell him no <laughs> right and um you know just as an aside like um our adam and eve couple uh ed harris and michelle pfeiffer um yeah, like, the, the the man in black from uh, Westworld and uh, Catwoman's ah! mom. Yeah, I'm like, oh shit, it's Ed Harris. Don't trust him. Don't let ah! him in. Yeah, but um, like as an aside, like that characterization of of Adam and Eve as like kind, as like immature adults, 
Well, they're, you know, they're, I don't know, hedonists, if nothing else. They're like, yeah, we, you know, we kind of like going around and doing our thing. And, you know, we like to, to smoke and drink and we like to make out and, well, and also, just, you know, yeah, and surges. Yeah. And they're, um, they're products we of, a, we want. they're products of a single dad in a way. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Cause you know, it's, father, yeah. it's not like she is like, you know, she doesn't fucking know these people from a hole in the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were just created by her husband and like let loose and you know their their reactions are to you know any kind of pushback from their hosts are like um it's it's great because it's really disquieting because you know you have ed harris and michelle pfeiffer who are you know mature human beings mm-hmm. and when they're caught like you know breaking stuff or just like you know fucking like in right. like a room that's just you know with an open door they're just like well we said we were sorry right and it's just yeah. like kind of like the 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 sullen childishness of it and yeah, the- um that in comparison to javier bardem's character like his embodiment of the lord especially like the the old testament god mm-hmm. who is like a pretty like callous and self-centered uh being yeah, he he is concerned only with himself, and he likes having people around because it's like, hey, this is my fun little creation. Let's let them run rampant. Let's see what they do. And hey, they worship me. Right? Yeah, that doesn't hurt either. Like he absolutely, and it's heartbreaking when he he absolutely will not like make the people leave. Like yeah, he, he needs their adulation, and yeah. it's a really it's a really jaundiced portrait of God, which I find you know again like as an atheist like Tim is like I find yeah. just absolutely delightful. Right? Yeah. It's like what is this guy's malfunction? It's like oh no, I I need I need adulation. I need worshippers. You know, I have yeah. like this awesome creation. It's like yeah, you also made this earth too, and it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. But these people, they're really interesting. Yeah, like they, I, I can tell them what to do, and I can like make them feel things. Yeah, and he is, you know, he, you know, he does love his wife, but really, it just keeps coming back to him. And you know, as a as someone who isn't, um, you know, if you're not, uh religious like it is really easy to read especially the old testament and just be like jesus christ like this fucking guy like you yeah know, he a, just, he's a jealous guy me 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 all the time <laughs> thou shalt have no other gods before me blah 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 like who cares yeah. if we make, who cares if we fucking make a golden calf dude <laughs> right yeah it's like i'll give you 10 commandments and five of them are about not cheating on me <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah. and I, um, you know, the, and the kind of surface level reading of, uh, you know, this could be a movie about just kind of like, um, uh, male thoughtlessness and the devaluation of, of female labor, or it could just be like a finger pointed directly at like the, the, uh, Old Testament God, you know, like bossing around the israelites or whatever well uh well yeah i mean the the two things you know mesh easily enough where it's like oh like you are in control of everything you're never held to task you're never held accountable and you can do what you want yeah i can see how this creates a certain kind of person a certain kind of lord yeah and it 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 puts me in mind of uh a recent uh series which was on streaming which was pretty solid i enjoyed it um the adaptation of john krakauer's under the banner of heaven which is about um uh murders uh carried out by 
a splinter from the mainstream LDS Church, Latter-day Saints, the Mormons, mm -hmm. uh, fundamentalist LDS. Um, and, you know, the scenes where you have kind of like the, the fundamentalist patriarch like splitting off from Mormonism, which is already like a pretty fucking authoritarian like patriarchal religion and then just like doubling and tripling down on it and um you know like you'll have a like for example like um you have uh sam worthington is one of them and then you have the other brothers and they're all kind of like vying for control of like their little sect and it's like oh well i just received a prophecy which says that uh, i'm in charge and also i'm allowed to have as many wives as i want and also, you have to let me fuck your teenage daughter. Look, and, hey, it's not me wanting to do this. It's God. Yeah, and it's um, those are some of the best scenes in the show is when you see the, these guys, like, pitching this stuff, <laughs> you know, to mm -hmm. their acolytes. Like, especially, like, the women. And it's like, um, what do I get out of this again? Like, it <laughs> well, seems to me like this who is... Who asked you? Yeah, it's like, it seems to me like this is kind of, like, all for your benefit. And it's like, yeah, like, shut up, bitch. Like, do what I say. Yeah, um, right. Oh, brother, you are no Jim Jones. <laughs> and, you know, it's, um like, this, this embodiment of kind of, like, the self-serving quality of like patriarchal religions where it's just like yeah like you need you need to do what i say because it benefits me and like if you can't handle that too bad right yeah and that's kind of the uh, the bind that that you know mother is caught in it's like well you know i'm trying to do my best here but you know if he's but you know javier bardem like you know he kind of does what he wants because who's gonna who's gonna stop him and you know he has his you know little uh, minions running around. Oh man, I'd like to see Darnofsky do a, do a minions movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I feel like the minions analogy was really obvious. Right, yeah. You know, it's just that they're like little yellow pills. Oh, yellow. It's the color yellow coming back. He's teasing a minions movie. Right. Uh, wow. Oh shit, we figured out. No wonder he wouldn't say anything. He probably had to right. sign an NDA with like whoever the fuck makes minions movies um, yeah there it is yeah you heard it here first the minions are uh they're they're satan worshipers because yeah they always work for bad guys true so they're probably spawn of satan there i think we cracked it there you go well i i look forward to um aronofsky's next entry in the mother expanded universe yeah <laughs> i mean it, even though he already kind of covered everything like mother he goes from multiverse yeah yeah, essentially Genesis to Revelation. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, we get, you know, Genesis, we got, you know, the first man, we got kids killing each other, we have a uh, biblical flood, and it is interesting, too, like, we've got, like, kind of the first shot of man, and, like, everyone is, I know it's, it is uh, in the context of a funeral, but, like, everyone's, you know, dressed in black, and everyone's, you know, kind of sinister. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer is great in that she just, like, you know, kind of mops the floor with um, Jennifer Lawrence's character. Just, you know, has her has her way with her in the way that, you know, is again fitting because it's like, this is a, a woman who's been, you know, acting for, what, 40 years? And versus Jennifer Lawrence, who, like, wasn't born when, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer was doing, uh, I don't know, what, what, the big sleep? What was he? Um, uh, Grease 2. 
Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Into the night. Sure. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Which we covered on the show. No, yeah, I remember. Right. Yeah, call back. I remember digging up um, or coming across a compilation on YouTube of like, uh, Jesus, it was like 76 or 78. It was just like, oh, like, look at how awful the television lineup was this mm-hmm. year you know back in the days with like three channels and uh michelle pfeiffer was actually in the credits of some like awful like made for tv like frat sitcom mm-hmm. um yeah and you know like just like a pretty face in the credits like completely voiceless and she did go on to bigger and better things but yeah it was interesting yeah. to see scarface there i could have said scarface yes but, yeah but uh, <laughs> That would require me to be, you know, mentally present for these episodes, and I'm really not. Uh, so yeah, she's been she's been working longer than you know. Um, J Law. Yeah, and then J Law's been alive. So that's that's that is an easy comparison to be like, you know, who's really in charge here? Who gets to to run the place? Who gets to set the pace of the scenes? And it is Michelle Pfeiffer, and that is again reinforcing the uh, the idea that you know mother is kind of she's a she's subservient to everyone else in this movie because she's you know the youngest most inexperienced one out of all of them so she kind of gets pushed around by everyone mm-hmm. and it's great that you know the more people that come in to her house and the more disrespectful they are like that that fucking bit with the sink yeah <laughs> like, oh, the, shit heads. Uh, yeah that, no, that it's sink, fine the sink's not braced yet and even when she's like oh get down from there and the, the bitch fucking bitch like i know someone might say you know aronofsky writes you know like these really flat reactive characters but like i viscerally like i've i've had the misfortune of dealing with people where it's like hey get off of there and it's like get off where <laughs> what is this and it's like oh fuck you completely yeah and, uh um on a simple level i can see why this movie resonated with you because as someone who just really does not like to have his things touched yeah, yeah, like it made me dislike people more than I normally do. So that's so in that way, you know, I tip my cap to you. Yeah, and it's it really is like the most jaundiced view of humanity possible. Like, um, and uh, you know, the him of the movie is just continually delighted by his little creations, but they really are just like, you know. Yeah, it's like, look what they do and, like, how they suffer and how they feel things and they, like, react to stuff. He's like, oh, this is interesting. It's new. Like, they think and stuff. It's crazy. Like, I can't get enough of this. Yeah, and it's like, why would the Earth give a shit? Like, you're hurting right. her. You're, you right. are repeatedly and callously hurting her. Yeah, but, you know, the humanity is this fun new toy. So, yeah, like, the, you know, Adam and Eve get, ca- get cast out of Eden. We have, you know, Noah with the Flood that, you know, just... Uh, evicts you know every all all the the first run of people, mm-hmm. but then you know he writes his his perfect poem. You know he writes Pink Floyd's Time, and uh, <laughs> and people respond to that, and then you know they love him for that, and then it's like ah, oh, you're the fucking people coming back again. Yep. But same as before, it's never enough. It isn't just to be like, hey, that's a nice poem you wrote. I'm gonna get back to what I was doing. It's it's no, they just like, you know, this mob assembles around the house and they just want more and more. And it is it's great because 
the way that this movie is paced, the first half is all just kind of, it's a slow setup, but, you know, sort mm-hmm. of a, you know, it, like, the tension ratchets up sort of geometrically, where we have, we've had half the movie that's been kind of low-key, up to the point where, you know, someone gets bludgeoned to death. Yeah. But then the but then the people come back and the thing that I enjoyed is that in the second half of the movie like we see you know for about 4000 years of barbarism compressed into about 7 fucking minutes <laughs> it, it goes it goes like from a book signing to bedlam in under 10 minutes which is wild if you aren't like expecting that kind of roller coaster although if you've seen black swan you should you should be expecting that <laughs> yeah and like um you know the one movie where you can see christian wig just like casually shooting people in the head right yeah that was unexpected yeah that is wild <laughs> yeah it, it and it also kind of um it the the idea of you know people like it never really being enough for them uh reminds me of um uh douglas adams quote from i think is his book uh last chance to see uh and he talks about you know how you know humans have evolved and basically it was the idea that you know they started as monkeys who got ahead by taking mother nature for all she's got right and and that that's that stuck with me because you see that same thing here and it is something that is overtly explained in the movie where it's like you know it it, it it's never enough you he's it is you know the creator always wanting more it's like how much further can we push this and you see that with humanity mm-hmm. just you know just barreling ahead just with a without any sort of guiding guiding force other than their love for their creator and it just absolutely goes off the rails because we have wanton destruction we have you know clan feuds we have slavery holy wars the um, fucking holocaust yeah, they have the fucking Holocaust. We have clashes with police. We have military violence. It's mm-hmm. it's like, it's like a Roger Waters album. You know, it's like like they come to life. <laughs> it's like all that shit in there. It is just it is overwhelming to have all that you know human history basically compressed yeah. into this space. It's just dizzying. Yeah. And um, but that's what know, I like about Aronofsky is that so it's just you just wait for everything to just go completely off the hook. Yeah, and it's it's um and I admit like this is and this is where I kind of can't understand like the people who really really hated this movie and I don't know how much of an overlap that there is. Mm-hmm. So I'll. I don't know. Maybe I'll even cut this, but I'll tell you, Tim, because you All can right. handle it. But, um, okay. you know, like the people who, who were like, oh, this movie sucks balls. It's really obvious and stupid. And then, you know, just a few, just a couple months ago, like I saw everybody losing their minds about Michael Bay's latest movie. The one about the ambulance? Yeah. The one about the coupon? Yes. <laughs> coupon the movie. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see it because I saw Transformers in the theater and around the point where John Turturro was getting pissed on I'm like oh again Illuminati hmm Uh, (laughs) like there's that point where I'm like why am I still here why am I not walking out of this movie what am I still doing here like yeah I don't ever think or feel that in a movie but that one time and I'm like you know you can just leave anytime you want yeah 
And I didn't, you know, to my discredit. Yeah, you were there with friends. You're right. Well, that's that's not a mistake I'll make again. <laughs> yeah, so like, and or, you know, like the, the thing I keep seeing, you know, from friends that, like people that whose opinions I normally respect who are like, okay, like, you know, I know a lot of people shit on M. Night Shyamalan, but he 100% knows exactly what he's doing. It, how does that make it any better? It's like, you know, it'd be a stupid thing to do. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't get it. And then you, again, you have someone like Aronofsky who, you know, swings for the fences and, um, you know, to just slam the metaphors together. Also, you know, to be fair, paints in pretty broad strokes. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he's but, trying to describe a lot of ideas here. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, t- Tim, can you tell me? Because you do love telling me about my failings. Um, is this a failing? Someone of, has to explain it. Of mine that I don't let that I that I dig this in spite of its quote unquote obviousness. Um, I I don't think that you need to get hung up on whether it's obvious or not. I think if it's telling you something that you already know, then you can be like, yeah, I know. Like that that's something that I that happens to me a lot with um you know movies that other people have liked. I, I'm forget the uh, oh maybe it was the uh, the rehearsal because I think you pointed that out to me and I'm like yeah I already get what the you know what the what the gimmick is. Mm-hmm. You know if you're if you're telling me something that I already know, I can see people being like. Yeah, I know it's it's a biblical allegory, but if you're if you're trying to make a point that people might not otherwise have considered, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. The problem that you're going to face is that sometimes it might be an uncomfortable truth. Um, I don't know, an inconvenient truth, maybe <laughs> that people don't want to know. Be like, hey, humanity, the way you're currently acting is really fucking things up. Yeah. And and to present that in a movie, people would be like, no, no, I'm not. No, it's not. You know, global warming is a hoax. I'm everything's <laughs> fine. Hey, you know, it snowed today. Therefore, you know, our uh you know, uh crass and self involved, you know, death spiral, it's totally made up. Right. Because yeah, the, the people who need to be told about this are unwilling to listen. And that that I think is, is more a, a failure of the audience than of the movie. Sure. I mean, uh, to play uh, devil's advocate for a second, Mm -hmm. like, for example, um, well, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm into my little feminism thing or whatever. Yeah, I thought you'd go out of that by now, but. And uh, I know that uh, women are brutalized every day, like all over the planet. So why would I go see a movie which is like, hey, you know, like, look at this look at this embodiment of the feminine being just like brutalized. Yeah. It's like, well, you know that that happens. Why do you need to be reminded of it? But you know, maybe that's, um, uh, you know, that's kind of a central, that that's, that's kind of the point of art is kind of telling these stories and like embodying them. So, you know, Hey, I just made my own argument. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's like if you hate a, a scene in a movie where Jennifer Lawrence, you know, as an allegory for Mother Earth, gets beaten down by a, a gang of ruthless people, then yeah, Al Gore has a slideshow that you're really not going to enjoy. 
And, um, you know, I... Because you, the problem is, like, you have to put it down into such, like, simple terms in order to get the point across. You can't talk about it in the abstract and be like, hey, you, you know, half a degree Celsius every year is going to mean the death of humanity. And it'd be like half of one degree, like, whatever. Right. But if you're like, hey, if a bunch of people ganged up and beat the shit out of the earth, like, right in front of your eyes... And, you know, we're a hair's breadth from, like, raping it to death. You'd be like, oh, I can see how that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying now. Don't and, eat um, infants. That's such a critical moment because, you know, of course, it's after, like, she sees the remains of her child being consumed by the yeah. crowd. And, you know, mm -hmm. she lashes out in completely justifiable rage. rage. Oh, yeah. That's, the, that's so satisfying to see her just slaughtering people. Yeah, and then, uh, you know... You know as, nature getting hers back, which is fine. Yeah, and then, you know, as she's taking this completely justified action, the response is, like, a horrifyingly misogynistic and vicious attack. And it's really yeah, important... It brutal. ...that they're calling her, like, you know, fucking whore, cunt, you know, like... Right. And it's like, wow, like, this fucking looks familiar. Because, like, again, how many... How, you know, it's not limited to women, but, you know, for the purposes of this example, mm -hmm. or we'll say women, um, okay. how many women every day are brutalized and lash out in response and then are like, oh, fucking cunt, whore. Yeah, wow, what a bitch. I just, yeah. like, I, you know, I send her a picture of my erection and I get this negative, like, reaction. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, and, you know, going back to it's like, our, you don't um, even know me. You don't even know why I sent you a photo of my dick. <laughs> <laughs> and you, there was that encounter. There's an encounter she has earlier with the guy who like wants her number and is like, and oh yeah, the you know when she's like, like, I don't know you, and he's like, fuck you, you're an arrogant cunt. Yeah, he gets. She gets like the like rote incel like pickup artist <laughs> line. Yeah, it goes. Yeah, it's, it's just like you know, I want you, I need you, I gotta have you. Fuck you. Yeah, like oh well, uh, you won't fuck me. Well, you're ugly. Yeah, it's like, it's uh, like uh, do you okay fuck me then. Yeah, like, oh, you fuck ugly women? Yeah, like. you, yeah, you, you have no taste in women. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Funnily so, enough, yeah. I, uh, I I received a message on Instagram, which I actually didn't notice for several days. You can um, receive messages on Instagram? <laughs> Holy um, shit. Yeah, because, uh, huh. you know, you have to, like, I have to accept the message before I see it. And, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. I don't... I don't check him because it's like, why do I want to hear from strangers? You know, much like Jennifer Lawrence in this movie. It's like, I don't Oof. know you. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Keep the door locked. Yeah. I checked my messages to find uh, someone saying, you are a cunt. And oh, I so was like, someone you know. And I was like, well, <laughs> no argument here, pal. Like, tell me something <laughs> I don't know. Right. Yeah. But yeah, just like the. Um, the just some stranger thought it was important that you knew that. Yeah, like the absolute boiling rage of a person. I don't know from a hole in the ground, but who apparently has like beef. They have opinions, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I don't, uh, okay. Um, may I help you, huh. sir? What is this about? What is this actually about? Right. But, <laughs> you know, and it's it's that that kind of, um, you know, really just. What's really going on here? Yeah. That, uh human instinct to just lash out defensively mm. is embodied really well in this film. Like I said, it's, um, I mean, it's a view of humanity worthy of Von Trier 
like yeah just, just completely this... like just like yeah these like humanity fucking sucks man <laughs> right yeah but it uh, but unlike you know von trier where it's just like i wrote them to be awful and there's a point where it's like ah, oh, so nicole Gidman's getting raped again that's fun <laughs> but each one of them has like their own like little motivation that kind of makes sense and i do love one of the like minor moments of when the after um uh what that woman like tries to steal a vase and it shatters and that just like unleashes you know, bedlam for everyone to like start tearing the place apart. And there's this one guy who's like pulling like the molding off the wall. And she's like, why are you doing this? And it's almost like, like out of the Simpsons, like Bart, why are you smashing ketchup packets on the carpet? (laughs) Um, But it's, but you know, she's like, yeah, (laughs) she's like, why are you doing this? And he's like, to prove we were here. And like, every time I see a news story about like, you know, someone, you know, like carving their names into like, you know, a, a like a redwood or like, you know, spray painting their initials on a rock in some national park. I'm like, that is the exact fucker that I am thinking of. <laughs> like, why did you do this? Why can't you just leave this alone? It's like, I don't know, because, you know, my initials are AJ and the rock had to know. Fuck <laughs> these petroglyphs. <laughs> and um, I, I think I just saw this on... Uh... I, um, this was a video clip that went viral. It was, you know, people like carving their initials on like, a, you know, a thousand year old sequoia or something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they attacked the person filming them. Cause, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, like that's the no self-awareness. That's, yeah, like that's the motivation. It's like, oh, you caught me doing something I shouldn't be doing. Well, fuck you. Right. Yeah. How dare you make me uh, responsible? Because that's not what humanity is about. No, it really isn't, is it? Yeah, so just the people that you see portrayed in this, you're like, yeah, I've dealt with people like that. You know, yeah. I've, I've, I've dealt with like, hey, you know, uh, you can't be up here. You have to go down the stairs. He's like, oh, that way? Like, oh, <laughs> fucking you people are awful. So, <laughs> yeah, just just all these little ways that you just deal with, like, just, you know. Oh, yeah, or the guy who. Disrespectful, like, selfish people. The guy walks in on her in the bathroom and is just like, oh, just exploring. Right, yeah. <laughs> or, and or is, like the other people in line for the bathroom. It's like, hey, you can't cut the line. It's like, motherfucker, this is my house. <laughs> or, or the couple making out in her bedroom. And then, you know, they leave oh. and he's like, you know, it's your room. Like, oh, fuck you. Yes, it is my room. <laughs> just, again, walking around like they own the place. <laughs> the people that are just like so deliciously awful. They're just so hateable. And their humanity. Yeah, and um, you know, maybe maybe for some viewers, it like stings a little, like to be reminded. It's like, oh yeah, we are we are the people like tearing up the the crown molding or sitting on the yeah. under a sink or, you know, just being like, fuck you, bitch. Like, right? Yeah. That there is that um, just that ugliness which is in the heart of us all, which comes out when uh, we feel attacked and you saw that with with adam and yeah, when, it's like well we you know we were sorry we said we were sorry and it's like just take- yeah it was just a prank bro yeah and um it's like when shitty people have their shittiness pointed out to them it's like you know you can't handle that you know realization of looking at yourself and being like oh maybe i'm a shitty person be like no the answer is fuck you yeah and you know that's part of what um you know throws everyone on the internet into such like awful relief is like literally no one on the internet can take a fucking hell um it's (laughs) it's very rare that you will 
see someone say like, hey, you know what? Like, I was wrong. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, you're right. Good point. Right. And uh, <laughs> it's um, uh, like this movie conveys that very well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kind of like the... Dis- so- the- yeah, no, I don't find ahead. anything to disagree with about his portrayal yeah. of humanity. Just because, like, I've I've seen and interact with people where I'm like, "Yep, yeah, that's what they're like." I mean, yeah, not all of them, but it, it's happened enough times. You're like, "Yeah, I see the point you're making." I'm I, I'm sure plenty of times I've been that person. So you know, I'm not without sin here. Yeah, like I know, I I I know that I have. Like that's part of what makes you really cringe watching it is like to recognize yourself in this like destructive force like rampaging through the house Mm -hmm. um it's like oh damn like that uh you know that is that is a true and accurate portrayal of of the worst (laughs) of humanity um and you know the way that it just all kinds of like just the way that it all kind of degrades into fascism you know Mm -hmm. and like jackboots and people being shot in the head and like uh, you know like wire fences like evocative of of auschwitz it's just like oh f- fuck yeah. like we yeah, just and like, shit all over everything don't we yeah it's like these are all things that have happened like he's not making the shit up he's not being like oh what's what's some terrible thing that hasn't happened in you know the history of humanity that i can add here it's like no these are all things that like you can point to an instance of this you know multiple instances too like <laughs> if you're like yeah this is what people do if they're left to to have run of the place yeah and well (laughs) um the movie goes from like a book signing to like fucking children of men like in (laughs) 10 minutes it's nuts (laughs) and um like i do having revisited the film and taken a little tour of you know just people's opinions on it i can understand why Someone might watch this movie and be like, you know, what what is this like fucking Reddit Reddit atheist bullshit? Like, you know, <laughs> oh yeah, like you know, humanity sucks and like religion is stupid, and it's like, uh, I mean, uh, like I get, you know, I I get it if people maybe like find re- this religion movie is be- not going to to like tame humanity. Like humanity is going to do what it does, and it's going to use religion to justify what it already wanted to do. Sure, That's and you know, thing. we could. I mean, we could have a whole fucking conversation about that, but I don't I don't feel yeah. qualified to say it because, you know, hey, like I'm not a theologian or an apologist or, you know, I don't you know, I don't know shit about shit. I'm a dumb bitch. But um, see, that's like, why I keep telling you, calling you. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Javier. But um, <laughs> anyway, you know, I understand why people might react with antipathy to this movie. They might find it uh, a little simplistic, but. Maybe it's just like the, you know, just the technical achievement of it um, and the way Aronofsky directs this, the way that I live what she is experiencing Mm -hmm. and I feel her suffering. And, um, you know, I know that's a thing which people tend to object to is like the depiction of female suffering in media. But there are times when it's like, no, you know, this is, um, this is really truthful. Um, yeah, it's like, how dare you make me empathize with this character? Yeah. And whether she is the embodiment of Gaia, or if she is just a woman having her, 
her labor devalued, like her hard work just, you know, dismissed, well, yeah, thrown I mean, away, it's, it's, defiled. It's like, yeah, like we, we set up a nice place for you and this is how you treat it. Yeah. And, you know, like the point I'm getting at is that, you know, whether she's like the Earth Mother Gaia, whatever, or just mm-hmm. a woman like having her labor devalued, like her child stolen and murdered. Like, Mm -hmm. either way, it's resonant. It's a powerful portrait of the feminine and the eternal suffering of the feminine. You know, only women bleed, as the song goes. Oh, is that true? Yes. Huh. Let me tell you about what happens once a month, Tim. (laughs) Now, with, uh, like, I'll make the caveat, like, uh, you know, I'm, uh, like, uh, the menstruation. Well, yeah. And uh, menstruation is not the exclusive provenance of woman. Because, like I said, we've moved past that. Fuck you, two X chromosomes. (laughs) (laughs) Way to keep your ass covered. Uh, Yeah, and it fits, it tracks, too, with, you know, the, um, you know, Javier Bardem, you know, is the supreme being in that tracking with patriarchy as well, where it's like, look, why do you not just tell people to do what you want and, you know, push them around? Like, you're invincible, right? It's like, no, I got to listen to you. And also, like, this, um, this movie also cuts to, like, a really primal kind of conflict uh, between men and women Um, like when she is protecting her newborn son Mm. she doesn't want to let him hold it because why would she trust him (laughs) (laughs) right yeah it's like you haven't had my back this entire time right and her response when he says I'm the father she's like I'm his mother and it's like mm-hmm. there is no word more final than that. And it really goes back to something like incredibly like primal from like, you know, I want to say like most of our childhoods is like the final authority. It's like, yeah, there's God, but then there is mom. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the and- way just the way that he, you know, he pulls up that chair and then he just sits there and he fucking watches her. Yeah. It's like I am. I'm God. I get to do everything. I'm just going to wait you out. Yeah. And she doesn't even want to fall asleep. Yeah. And that's a, a pretty great tense scene because it is, you know, she's been awake for what, like 24 hours at this point after yeah. having given birth. So a little tired. But yeah, <sighs> there's a point where just like, you know, just like blinks and she's asleep. And it's like, fuck. Yeah. And then, so. uh, well, but uh, they just want to see the baby. Yeah. And is and I can understand, you know, her uh, instinct to protect, you know, that life that she's created. Where it's like, look, everything's been rotten up until now. I've got this one good baby, you know, born of God and the earth. Well, that's weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, just you know, born born of uh, you know God and a woman. Um, and you're like, look, we got like a new one. Like this one's gonna be okay. This one's gonna be chill. You know, we'll have a, a brief satirical cartoon about him on the web around 2001. Um, and, uh, yeah, he'll be, he'll be cool, and he'll just... We'll, we'll start with that and forget all these other shitty people. Just, you know, send them away. And it's like, no, I'm, we're going to introduce this one new guy who's, who's pretty cool to everyone. And then 
he'll get slaughtered and we'll kind of have to forgive everyone for for killing our only son yeah and it's really um it's really interesting and this is probably another thing which like I, like is that appeared in literature before that story i don't know <laughs> well it's probably one of the things which really fucking trigger triggered christians is the whole yeah. like when he comes to her and says no we have to forgive these people and like in that moment like as you are living her experience yeah. and like what she's been through she's like you're insane <laughs> right yeah it's like how could you forgive that like up until now they've been they've been nothing but just uh nothing but the worst so but no we got to forgive them look yeah trust me in the end it'll all be worth it when the earth is consumed in fire and humanity is extinct and it it is that interesting duality of like you know obviously the 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 concept of forgiving someone like can be very beautiful and freeing mm -hmm. but the way that it gets twisted into you know you see this a lot with um uh, you know with people who have like suffered very terrible things it's like oh well you know like you really need to let go you need to forgive and it's like why do i need to do that it, because it becomes like a kind of convenient out for the perpetrators yeah it's, it's like, like oh, i'm well, just learning my lesson yeah it's like oh you have to forgive them and it's like well did they like do they care at all about the harm that they've done and you know this is a conversation that we still struggle with on a on a daily basis. Like, hello, like American system of of justice, or like our political <laughs> system, or you know whatever have you. Where it's like, right? You know the 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 disingenuous words that you get from people who've done horrible things, or yeah, you forgiving know, like, people who haven't actually repented or changed or anything. Right, or like, or, you know, just saying about, like, George W. Bush, like, oh, well, you know, it's it's so cute. He, like, paints and he gives Michelle Obama candies. And it's like he is directly responsible for the deaths of hundreds of thousands of people. But I'm right. glad you think he's cute. <laughs> I, I will never grok that. But then again, I am, you know, of the generation that had to live with that. So, yeah, fuck that war criminal. Well, I think that... um like, you have to think below, like, the surface message, which, again, is, like, why this movie pissed off a lot of people is because, like, uh, and, you know, it's, um, you know, I'm not making, like, a blanket condemnation of religion here, but it's, like, you know, okay, you have to admit that this shit has problems a lot of the time. Um, right, yeah. Like, and the, um, and, you know, like... Catholics in particular being like fucking pissed off at this movie. It's like, have any of you cunts like reconcile, like even thought at any length about like what your church has done, what it has perpetrated against children and women and men for hundreds of years. Like right. I was, um, like I was dunking on a guy on Twitter the other day who was like, Oh, like, you know, well, there's no evidence that priests, like, abuse children. I mean, just the criminal record, but... And, one, and you know, like, and this is why I don't usually get into these kind of exchanges on social media, because it's fucking pointless, because you show the person evidence of this, and they're like, mm -hmm. oh, well, that's fake news. <laughs> yeah, they've already made up their mind. And it's like, yes, uh, in the way they have, so... 
Yes, hundreds and hundreds of children are lying about being preyed on by priests and friars and nuns. How do they and what coordinate that? It's like, the piss drinking Illuminati. Exactly. Like all these the the bones of these children in like the you know, the the yard of like a Magdalene laundry. Ah, fake news. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well they're probably put there along with the dinosaur bones to test our faith. <gasps> That's right. Yeah, huh? This this yeah, goes I don't straight know. to the like, top. By like, the organization, and, the shadow government that's bigger than the Catholic Church. Yeah. Like, how can you stay in the shadows that long? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, as a as a as a portrait of like a lot of negative shit about religion. Like, I'm sorry, this movie does indeed whip sack. <laughs> yeah, it it has a point that is uh, it's backed up with facts. It's it's valid. And mm-hmm. it is unpleasant to have to face that. And the the unfortunate thing is that, you know, a lot of these negative reviews are, are coming from the exact same people that it unfortunately needs to needs to convert. It's it's coming from the people who are like, Oh, this movie's pretentious, you know, because it made me think about stuff that I can't put into words. But, you know, it it made me have a sad and I don't like it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, in that vein, um, I would like to leave you all with a comment on this IndieWire article about the film Mother, uh, which I think sums it up really well. You are so lost and misguided. It is people just like you that terrify me and are going to be the very destruction of this world. God help you. God doesn't exist, man. Like, it's (laughs) just us. (laughs) I love, but I love that... um, I love, like, people like you are going to destroy the world, which is very fucking ironic, like, about right. a movie which is explicitly about the destruction of the Earth by the kind of people who leave these kinds of comments, like, on fucking IndieWire articles about a movie from 2017. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, the yeah, it's like I was saying, like, it's the kind of people who are leaving this comments is like, these are you, like, mm-hmm. you're the people in that movie. Hit dogs holler. Yeah, but, you know, they can't see it. Mm -mm -mm. Um, me though I'm pretty much perfect so (laughs) that's why I can appreciate this movie well you are made in God's image I yeah and God really needs to watch his diet and maybe (laughs) exercise a little (laughs) now on the other hand I um I appear to be some sort of uh in inferior copy or uh, perhaps a spinoff of yeah you so yeah you're you're the uh you're the um the loki series or no you're the um you're the obi-wan <laughs> series to the uh i think i'm she hulk at this point to this <laughs> to the superior uh trilogy of star wars sequels <laughs> god superior to what or i could say you, you know you're the boba fett spinoff to the mandalorian that's itself a spinoff god what a fucking aerobarist Ugh. Structurally, one of the things I like that Aronofsky does, and he does this in, in Black Swan, is you notice that he rises up the tension, you know, it gets worse and worse until it builds this crescendo, and then the credits are very sedate, almost silent, where it's like, he gives you a moment to just kind of, like, parse and digest what you've just experienced. Yeah. And I think that that is a, a really um, inspired use of that sort of decompression space you know during the credits at the end of the movie to like think about what you've seen because he does throw a lot at you not just in mother 
but mm-hmm. in Black Swan, yeah, and the you know, wrestler Pi, yeah, he's he's Requiem got a, he's a got a way of doing things, yeah. But then at the end, you know, he gets the credits. He uses the credits as a time for you to like reflect on on what you've seen, and it's a really good like come down from from what he's what he's uh, subjected you to up until that point. Oh, hi! Here's um here's my little tidbit tidbit yeah. tidbit. Tidbit. Titbit. Sorry, yes. I was thinking about Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, hey. Ooh, that sheer gown. My own. So, yeah. Um, yeah so, but, yes. Sorry, so I was thinking about titties. A, anyway. Right. Um, <laughs> Very no, good um, actress. Uh, I lo- did, did you see the, the, the poster that I dropped in the uh, Asana task yes, for this? Yes, of course. Yeah. So, okay. Like, the beatific image of her offering up her heart. Mm-hmm. I realize... I mean, it's a Christian image, but... It also goes back way, way farther than that. Um, the pelican in her piety, in which a um, a dove, not necessarily a pelican, but um, but okay. a bird with young is has torn open her own breast and is nourishing her young with her own blood. Hmm. That's a, yeah, hey, mom's got to do, huh? Oh, and, like, that's really interesting, and that's also, um, I keep saying, oh, that's interesting. Oh, is it, Jen? Is it? Is that why you're talking about it? (laughs) Good. I'm glad you mentioned something interesting. That's a first. We need need more of that shit. 148 episodes in, I finally stumble on something interesting. But it's a motif throughout the film of... um, (laughs) <laughs> and this is why like i i love like kind of like the du- the the dual um the duality of this film is that yeah like it could be about mother earth but it could also just be about w- w- woman the uh constant motif of people ignoring what she has provided yeah just ingrates yeah like um and that is, I, I think that's why the pelican under piety is like such a potent image because it's like, yeah, like it is evocative of Christ, you know, blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. But hey, wait a minute. Like this is, this is a really f- feminine image, a maternal one. Like, and it's, it's really primal. Like the, you know, like it goes back to the child, the child in the womb, like literally living off of the mother and that's jennifer lawrence's character like she gives and she gives and she gives and it's only when she's pressed her utmost that she lashes out and people don't see it and they're really delighted with like with javier bardem's characters like you know acts of creation which is like you know i'm sure his poem is really great but Mm -hmm. look at everything that she has given us like you're in her house and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's great. Anyway, like, what God did, like, did you see this poem? Like, it's fucking incredible, man. And, yeah. like, she's literally given of her her own body. Self. And, yeah, and, like, at the end, like, when he tears out her heart, and it's all she has left to offer is her love. And I just know that there are people out there who probably found this shit corny and on the nose, but, fuck, it's really, it's really potent. Yeah, it, that is the, the crux of the movie. Yeah, and then it just starts all over again. 
Right. And that's the thing, too, that I got to wonder because we see, you know, the we like a horror movie. We see the effects of what happens at the beginning and then the cycle continues. We go through it and, you know, at the end, we don't break the cycle and it happens a third time. You really got to wonder because, you know, because Javier Bardem is laughing at the end. You got to wonder how many times can he go through this before he just goes insane? And are we, where are we in that cycle? Well, I feel like if that probably... If you subscribe probably... to, you know, superstition. Well, actually, hang on a second. Let me let me look this up before I say anything really stupid. Blah, 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 blah. Um, okay. Gnosticism. Mm-hmm. A distinction between um, Gnostic... Cosmogony generally presents a distinction between a supreme hidden god and a malevolent lesser divinity, sometimes associated with the Yahweh of the Old Testament, who is responsible for creating the material universe. Yeah, that's sort of like the blind idiot god. It's getting into some sort of Lovecraftian territory. Yeah, and maybe um, maybe that has a lot to do with why um, this movie is such a visceral, emotional experience for me is it really does get you asking a whole bunch of uncomfortable questions. And it's like kind of once you get past like the big G Meister, like once you go over his head, it's like, wait, where the fuck else is there? Ah. Yeah. It's and, like that, um, uh, uh, Stephen Hawking thing about, you know, well, if God exists, then it begs the question or invites the question, then who created him? Right. Yeah. Ah. It's turtles all the way down, Jen. That's wild. Yeah. I don't have a really good finish for this episode. Like certainly certainly nothing like to equal like the rending limb from limb and consumption of an innocent. Right. Well, um I tell you what, you know, why don't we just start over again? Have you seen this? <laughs>